0: Hey, hey, and thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Scott Luton, and welcome to today's edition of This Week in Business History for March 15th, 2022. Hope this finds you well and really glad to have you with us here today. Today, we're diving into the story of a fashion icon, Liz Claiborne. Whether or not you wore her clothes, you've probably heard the name Liz Claiborne. Claiborne and her company forever changed the fashion and apparel industry. In college, I spent some time in retail in a couple different companies, earning pizza and beer money for sure. One of my part-time jobs was at J.B. White in Aiken, South Carolina, a bit of a legendary department store in my neck of the woods at least. It seems like if I'd heard Liz Claiborne once during a shift, I heard it 37 times. But beyond the name, I never really understood the story behind the clothing, the fragrances, and the company. And it's a fascinating tale. And while we can't uncover all of it here, today we're diving into four things you didn't know about Liz Claiborne. So stay tuned for intriguing and inspiring aspects of the Claiborne story. And hey, before we move forward, hey, be sure to take a moment to offer a review of our podcast. And subscribe so you don't miss stories like this one here today. Thank you for your support, and hey, let's dive right in. Up first on today's show, focused on four things you didn't know about Liz Claiborne, her inauspicious beginning in the professional world. Anne Elizabeth Jane Claiborne was born March 31st, 1929, to American parents that were living in Brussels, Belgium. Her family was generally a well-to-do one. In fact, one of her ancestors served as the state of Louisiana's first governor. That would be William C.C. Claiborne. When Liz Claiborne was about 10 years old, and as World War II was starting to take shape, her family moved to New Orleans from Belgium. School wasn't one of Claiborne's favorite things, but learning and education certainly was. Liz Claiborne would indeed drop out of high school and would move back to Europe to study art. She would eventually move back to the United States and inform her parents of what she wanted to do in life, work in the fashion industry. Her parents were none too pleased. In fact, according to the New York Times, her parents were so unpleased that they drove Liz Claiborne to New York City, gave her $50, dropped her off on a street corner, and then didn't speak to her for 20 years. Wow, can you even imagine? Thus, Claiborne would begin in the fashion industry as a sketcher and a dress model on 7th Avenue. She eventually would work her way up to the role of designer. While interviewing for a new job, fate would intervene and Claiborne would meet Art Ortenberg, a fashion industry executive. Both Liz and Art were already married at the time but they would both divorce their spouses and get married. Love at first sight indeed. And the start of a lifelong, groundbreaking and highly successful collaboration. Number two on our list, just what made Liz Claiborne and her clothes different? After about 25 years in the fashion industry, Liz Claiborne eventually became frustrated with the horrible clothing lines that her employers would have her work on. Lines especially meant for working women. Fed up with the status quo, Claiborne and her husband, Art Ortenberg, set out to start their own company. Ortenberg reached out to a former college roommate, Jerry Chazen to help them out. Claiborne, Ortenberg, and Chazen would team up with Leonard Boxer to form Liz Claiborne, Inc. in 1976. Within seven months of operating as a company, they were already in the black financially, which was, and perhaps still is, unheard of in the fashion industry. So what made the company and the designs different? Well, in the 1980s, the United States was changing in a variety of ways, but one of the big trends was that more and more women were entering the country's workforce. And of course, they needed a wardrobe to accommodate. Claiborne saw an immediate need for comfortable but professional and stylish apparel for working women. She saw an opportunity to offer the new idea of women's mix-and-match coordinated sportswear. Claiborne wanted to make pantsuits affordable, accessible, and fashionable for all women. Liz Claiborne, Inc. would act on its founder's bold vision and these market opportunities and would become well-known for offering affordable and approachable stylish clothing lines in department stores across the country. Her label would develop a reputation for clothing that was solidly constructed from quality materials, all that offered a wide color selection and appealing silhouettes. It was a hit almost right away, and it paved the way for extraordinary growth and success. Now, number three on our list of four things you didn't know about Liz Claiborne, growth, success, and innovation. In 1976, the first year in business for Liz Claiborne, Inc., Sales hit $2.1 million. Now, beyond the innovative designs of its clothing, the company found new ways of both selling and making its products. From a sales standpoint, Liz Claiborne Inc. was one of the first companies ever to merchandise its clothing as outfits where customers could mix and match pants, shirts, blouses, jackets, etc. In the department stores, this created a need not to merchandise in a business-as-usual manner, where pants were racked with pants, jackets were racked with jackets, so on and so forth. Nope. Liz Claiborne, Inc. would have all of its outfits in one section of the department store, creating almost a store within a store, which is a concept that would be embraced and used effectively by the likes of Ralph Lauren as well. From an operational standpoint, Liz Claiborne would lead her seasoned management team to plan like few other organizations did, especially seeking out critical feedback from their customers. In fact, the Liz Claiborne marketing and technology teams would develop the System Updated Retail Feedback. It was a computerized system that allowed for weekly reports as to what styles, colors, and sizes of products had been sold across a cross-section of stores, information they'd get and review each week. From a supply chain perspective, Liz Claiborne, Inc. was innovative there as well. The company was an early pioneer in using international sourcing strategies in the early 1980s. A partner in the business, Jerry Chazen, was a big driver when it came to the global sourcing approach. He would point to how globalization spurred the company's investment in Asian production, which could produce higher quality for lower costs. But in general, Chazen would say in a 1996 quote, we entered the market at a time of exploding shopping centers, and just at a time when women were entering the workforce, we were at the right time in the right place, end quote. So innovative clothing, sales, and operational practices, and good luck. What did it all mean for Liz Claiborne, Inc.? Well, we mentioned first year sales were $2.1 million, right? In 1981, just five years later, Sales were $116.8 million and the company went public on the NASDAQ under the symbol L-I-Z. That's right, Liz. By 1985, Liz Claiborne Inc. achieved Fortune 500 status with $556.6 million in sales and over 2,000 employees. The company would be the first, the first Fortune 500 company to be founded by a woman have a woman serve as CEO, and have a female chairperson. How about that for groundbreaking? And finally, number four on our list, the Unsung Hero. The Liz Claiborne Company would go on to become, at one point, the largest women's apparel manufacturer in the world, with billions of revenue each year. Jerry Chazen, one of the four partners that founded the firm that we were just talking about, well, he was a big part of the company's success, management, and innovative mindset. Jerome A. Chazen was born on March 21st, 1927 in New York City, the Bronx to be exact. His father was an immigrant from Ukraine who worked tirelessly installing commercial steam boilers. His mother worked as a seamstress. After time spent in the U.S. Navy, Jerry Chazen would go on to earn his economics degree at the University of Wisconsin at Madison, and his MBA from Columbia University. After school, Chazen would gain valuable experience in the apparel industry. He served as a traveling salesperson. He served as a buyer. He would even manage a knitting mill in North Carolina. In 1975, Jerry Chazen would get a phone call from Art Ortenberg, a former college roommate. Hey, Jerry, Art said, my wife Liz and I are forming a new company and would love for you to join us. After thoroughly evaluating the opportunity, Jerry agreed to join the startup and he was a major factor in Liz Claiborne Inc.'s success. Jerry was a master at cultivating strong relationships which proved invaluable to moving product. It was Jerry that was able to convince department stores to dedicate a portion of their floor space to nothing but Liz Claiborne, which proved to be monumental to the company's growth strategy. It was also Jerry that pushed the company to source from overseas, which at the time was not nearly as common as it is today. When both Liz Claiborne and Art Ortenberg opted to retire from the company in 1989, it was Jerry Chazen who stepped into the breach and served as CEO until 1995. Jerry Chazen passed away last month on February 6, 2022, at the age of 94. Amongst all the accolades that came rolling in, William Dillard II said this, quote, Jerry Chazen was a legend in the American apparel business. He helped change the landscape of fashion apparel retailing in the 80s with accessible designer fashion. More importantly, he was a man of his word and that trust allowed not only a great business partnership but also a lasting friendship, end quote. Back to Liz Claiborne, Unfortunately, the iconic entrepreneur would pass away from a rare form of abdomen cancer on June 26, 2007 at the age of 78 years old. She built an industry titan and changed how the apparel world did business. And Liz Claiborne seemed to love and savor every minute of it. She was known for impersonating a salesperson so that she could connect with her customer firsthand and gain their insights on what mattered. Liz Claiborne was once quoted as saying, quote, I get much more of a kick out of seeing women on the street wearing my clothes than on the cover of a fashion magazine, end quote. Ultimately, four years after her passing, J.C. Penney would acquire the Liz Claiborne brand outright, and you can still find the brand in their stores to this day. You can also still find her legacy alive and well as the Liz Claiborne and Art Ortenberg Foundation continues to further its mission dedicated to the survival of wildlife and wildlands, amongst other things. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. Hey, if you're like me, you've heard the name Liz Claiborne a thousand times, but never heard the details about her story and the company's rise, growth, innovation, and success. Now you know. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from our listeners and we'd love to earn your review wherever you listen to this podcast. Of course, my co-host Kelly Barner and I hope that you'll subscribe to the show so you won't miss a single episode. We publish new episodes every Tuesday. With all that said, we wish you a wonderful week ahead. Hey, this is Scott Luton urging you to do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. And we'll see you next time right back here on This Week in Business History. Thanks, everybody.